All right. Hey there, and welcome to the latest Lift, uh, Lift Free and Ham podcast episode. Man, you think I know what I'm doing here. Uh, today, we're wrapping up our series on got a technician license. Now what? Well, we've got a fantastic guest who shows us how far you can go with your tech license, although he is a general now, um, while staying committed to uh, achieving and going beyond his general and even hopefully into his extra in the future. Um, so... Welcome to Lift Free and Ham Podcast. It's our bi-weekly show. Uh, we delve into everything about ham radio in New Hampshire, New England, and beyond. Uh, we're thrilled to have you guys here, uh, whether you're a first-time listener or a returning one. Uh, we greatly appreciate your support by leaving a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. Uh, if you enjoyed any of this content, uh, your feedback is always valuable and helps us improve the show. Um, and if you'd like to financially support us, uh, we have a Patreon and a Buy Me a coffee or beer link uh, on our website, which you can find us at uh, always at livefreeandham.com. And as always, uh, everything can be found at uh, our livefreeandham.com website. Uh, previous episodes, check our latest merch, uh, which is coming soon. Um, and follow us on social media, as always, for updates. Um, and again, as always, from all of the hosts here, um, we thank you for your continued support. Um, and uh, thank you for subscribing. All right, so let's kind of get into this here. Uh, I'm uh, the host today, uh, Eric. Uh, my call sign's N1JUR, and I'm joined by... Yeah, Ryan, call sign W1SNH. And Todd, W1STJ. And we've got a special guest tonight. I am Tim, and my call sign is KC1QDK. All right. Well, hey, thank you for coming on the show tonight, Tim. We appreciate you coming on and finding time to uh, chit-chat about, uh, you know, what it means to be a technician. Um, but so before we kind of dive into the meat and potatoes of the episode tonight, um, what's been going on in your ham lives in, in general uh, this week? Uh, and anything you want to sh- share with uh, us or the general audience? Well, I'm very lucky that a uh, couple of guys in the club who are here, Ryan and Eric, uh, uh, left their rigs at my house to uh, to play with, and uh, it, it was a DX10 and an ICOM 7300, and uh, I've I've been able to really go through and and put them through the paces, both of them, and I'm I'm still working on the DX10, so I'll have a full report for you guys uh, in the future, but. Um, so far, everything is going well, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. And I've been making some uh, six-meter contacts, and uh, that that's kind of fun, too. I made uh, some digital ones and some voice uh, contacts. Uh, t- this weekend was the, the VHF contest, so uh, I was able to participate and help a bunch of people get uh, all three uh, things that I have here. I don't have uh, 1.25 centimeters here yet, but eventually I will. Very cool. Um, but that's that's what's been going on with me. So uh, so I won't prod you really quickly, but you know the DX10 is way better than the 7300, right? You, know, you don't have to say it right now, so you know you can hold all your comments later. But anyway, so we'll pass it over to Ryan for you know his uh, his uh, over in this corner. I'm supporting a TMICOM, and uh, <laughs> it's been a. Uh, it, I'm really glad. Tim, you're able to get a chance to use the radio and check it out. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing your uh, report on the Yesu side. Been having a lot of fun this past week uh, hunting Poda. So it's been a uh, relatively uh, consistent theme for me. So, uh, you know, spinning the beam and, you know, seeing who's on, uh, who's at what parks and seeing where I can uh, 
reach and chatting with them. So it's been a lot of fun. All right. Well, you know, we will we'll dive over into the Flex Camp now, live from the Flex Camp. Go ahead, uh, you know, uh, Todd, uh, WNSTJ, what do you have to report? Well, Flex Radio is going quite well, uh, but I am, uh, I am, uh, my backup team is uh, Team Yesu. So uh, DX10 is radio I own and I do love it. So uh, hope you're, hope you're going to go that way, Tim. Uh, yeah, me, I've been really busy at work. So uh, my uh, experience, my ham radio stuff's really just been on the uh, repeater uh, while in the car, just driving back and forth, talking to you guys. And um, I haven't had much time to uh, get anything else pretty much done. So hoping things will calm down a little bit and uh, I'll get back to playing some more radio. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, hey, you know, we all, you know, all four of us here participated kind of in our POTA meetup. Um, That was a blast and we'll definitely have more details on that going forward. Um, So, you know, definitely check out uh, my website. I've got some uh, video on that eventually forthcoming. Um, But that was an always great turnout. Uh, Even, you know, we we ended up landing. I think that the big highlight was is that we almost converted the bride and groom to ham radio operators. But I'll leave that kind of, you know, out there to decide whether or not that actually happened. Um, But overall, it was a fun event and we beat the rain um, and uh, enjoyed uh, making some contacts, even though the bands were kind of eh, which is you know not surprising for this time frame. But uh, all all in all, it was good to play radio and uh, hang out with a bunch of great guys. So so. Good on that one. All right. Well, hey, so let's dive into this, uh, you know, great episode here. We've got Tim on, uh, and I appreciate you coming on and finding time to, to come and talk to us. Um, a lot of us have had um, very much, you know, uh, interaction with you on many levels. Um, obviously, more recent, we were talking about radios. But, uh, Tim, you know, we've all kind of come to the ingredients that, you know, you are the ultimate epitome of what it means to follow through with your technician license from beginning to end, from A to Z, from soup to nuts to whatever be the, you know, the plan that you've tried every aspect that's availed to you as a technician in the, uh, you know, as, you know, both in your license, but in the hobby as well. Um, and you didn't do a lot of the jumps that a lot of us guys do. And, and in general, um, a lot of people communicate to folks. It's just, you know, hey, you know, you got your technician, you really can't do a whole lot, go get your general. Um, you really have shown, you know, exactly what we've been talking about for the past couple of episodes, um, what it really means to be a technician and what's available, you know, what's available to you both in the hobby and, you know, what modes you can try. Um, so, you know, kind of before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts of that stuff, can you kind of give us, you know, the four on one on what your ham radio story kind of looks like and, and what that kind of looks like, uh, you know, from, you know, once you got your license to where you are to kind of today. Uh, sure. Yeah. And, uh, I want to say, I'm glad to be here and, uh, I'm happy you guys are doing these, uh, shows. I think they're important for the hobby because, you know, you're creating a record for the future and uh, this stuff is going to be around in the future and people are going to watch what you did and what you do and they're going to learn from it and it's going to continue the hobby. Uh, I I started becoming interested in uh, ham radio when I was very young and uh, my, my uncle Bob had a ham radio shack at his house and uh, whenever we go over and visit uncle Bob, I always went down to the ham shack because I wanted to see all the the QSL cards from all over the world. And there was there was no Internet at that time. And this was very fascinating to me. And uh, he would talk about um, fast scan television, slow scan television and contacting uh, people in the Soviet Union. And as a kid, I really admired him for all of that. And 
I, I enjoyed uh, participating when he would allow me to. Um, and um, my father uh, had a, he belonged to a CB radio club uh, when I was a kid. He was the president of the club and he would run meetings and um, uh, he would, uh, they would meet together, do CB radio coffee meets and this and that. And I liked getting on and, you know, asking what time it was or, you know, just goofing around with the radio. And my brother and I had uh, these walkie talkies with uh, Morse code in the, in the walkie talkie. You could tap Morse code and there was a key. So we were trying to tap code to each other. It, it wasn't very good, but you know, it was fun anyway. Very cool. And, um, I put off getting my license. I started a family and uh, I wanted to study and get my technician license years and years ago. And I, I just, I got so busy with my family and, uh, my, my son, he, he got in a really bad motorcycle accident and, uh, spent a lot of time you know, taking care of him. And when he passed away, mm -hmm. the pandemic came and, uh, I was in a really dark, you know, dark place, but, um, I wanted to pull myself out of that and do some positive things and, uh, follow some of my dreams. And, and that's what I did. I studied and I, I got my technician license and I, I met a bunch of good guys and, you know, I, I've been very lucky in that way. And, you know, it keeps me very busy all the time and I'm having fun and making good friends. And I, I really enjoy uh, doing the ham radio stuff. And, you know, when I got my technician license, I had waited so long to get it that I really wanted to do everything I was allowed to do because I wasn't allowed to do any, any of it before. And, uh, you know, I didn't know if I was going to pass the general because I, I'm not an engineer. I'm just a guy who likes uh, ham radio and I really enjoy all aspects of it. And, you know, uh, I did study and pass my general, but <laughs> if I was a technician forever, I never would have ran out of stuff to do. So uh, that's my ham radio story, and I, I'm and, glad to share it with you guys. Yeah, we're happy to have you here, Tim. So, uh, you know, hindsight being 2020, looking back at all the various modes you've done, slow scan TV and Morse code and sideband and talking on the repeater, um, what's your favorite mode? What do you enjoy doing the best or the most? I think my favorite mode is uh, Morse code, CW. Wow. And um, I've been working very hard uh, for a long time at that, and it, it's improved, but uh, it's not where it should be yet. You know, it takes a long time, and I, I'm older, so it's like learning a new language. Mm -hmm. And uh, I spend a lot of time every day practicing uh, CW, and uh, I do a lot of listening, and I think hearing it is a lot harder than sending it. So mm -hmm. I think if anybody's going to practice uh, Morse code, they should practice listening and trying to hear it because that's the hardest part. Yeah. And what do you prefer? Do you uh, straight key paddles? I, uh, I started with a paddle and uh, 
then I switch the straight key, which is a little backwards, but I prefer the straight key over the uh, the paddle. Definitely, it's I feel more like I'm trying to contact Abe Lincoln or something, you know, with the <laughs> <laughs> with the telegraph. He, key, he appreciates know? it, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you get that QSL card, let me know because I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> uh, I got one from Barry, but that's not close enough, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's close. <laughs> so, so yeah. So you you obviously have been doing a lot of. Uh, I, I you know I have to say personally, from my own standpoint, uh, you have taken the CW side of things and ran with it um, way beyond more than you know my interest level right now, currently where I'm at, and and. Um, I think from a standpoint of that, like you take it even farther beyond Like you, you just kind of touch on just a little bit, you know, you, you're kind of doing a TikTok stuff, right? With your CW stuff. What's, what's that kind of look like? Oh yeah. Uh, TikTok. You know, I, I started, uh, I start. I created a webpage uh, and it was you guys who kind of inspired me to start a webpage because you're all talking about, Oh, I'm creating a webpage and this and that. And I said, well, maybe I should do that too you know, just to see if I can have some fun doing it. And, and I've had a lot of fun creating the webpage. And, and then there was the whole, um, it leads to other things. It leads to, you know, you want to link it to a YouTube channel and you want to link it to this and link it to your email. And your. so I started a TikTok page and um, I actually started with Ryan's uh, ICOM mm-hmm. at the house. And uh, I played Jingle Bells on the straight key. <laughs> And I uh, recorded it for 15 seconds. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it, you know, it got like 50,000 views. And, uh, now, so and I was you, just looking at it like, well, all I was doing was goofing around, you know, right. which I like to do. And, you know, and, and we got 50,000 views. So uh, what can I do with this? So I started uh, doing uh, the alphabet. And I started with letter A, and I did iambic A, and then straight key A, and then B, same thing. And uh, B is up, up to almost 2 million views. Wow. The letter, B, wow. the letter B, I couldn't believe. People wow. are uh, linking to my TikTok, mm-hmm. and it's linking to my webpage, and uh, they're contacting me and asking me questions, and I'm still practicing. But but the positive thing about about it that really came out of it was that it makes me practice every day because I have to go back and look and see what's going on, and I hear it, I hear it again, or I have to make another video, and I'm I'm doing another character, and uh, I'm I'm answering requests. People in the comments will say do my name Brian or do my, the country I'm from Bosnia or whatever. So I'll, I'll <laughs> do it. And it gets me, it makes me practice. So that's awesome. It, it's helping me and it's helping other people learn uh, Morse code. And, and TikTok is, uh, is a lot of young people. And I, I think if we can get young people involved with um, CW, maybe we'll have someone to talk to in the future, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tim, I'll say uh, you're a man of many skills. So one, I know uh, one of your other well-famous skills is cooking. And uh, oh, yeah. you, you've had a, a great influence on field day, supplying the uh, <laughs> the meal truck and 
the menu and everything else that goes along with uh, feeding uh, 50 plus people within the club on that uh, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm really happy to uh, do that. And uh, it's cooking is, is one of my passions and uh, my wife and I love to cook together. And uh, I, I worked very hard um, as a young, young man uh, studying cooking. I had a mentor his name was uh, Jack Kelly, and uh, he was the executive chef at Sanders in uh, Nashua at uh, BAE, where some of the guys in the clubs worked. <laughs> so they knew me when I was working in the kitchen at uh, Sanders uh, for Jack. I'd go in early in the morning, I'd cut up all his veggies, and he'd show me how to put things together. And I had uh, quite a, a career of that for a long time. And uh, like as you know, I was the executive chef at uh, Daniel Webster College. That's right. Know, Ten years, and that was quite an experience. And I got to go up in the airplanes with the students, and I made a lot of friends, including you, Ryan. I made a lot of uh, lifelong yeah. friends. People I see years and years later still say, "Hey, Tim, I remember you. Yep. You made you Absolutely. made pizza with me, or or whatever it was. You know, I used to do a class." at the college uh, for the seniors, I would teach the kids how to make a food shopping list and how to uh, prepare food and use your leftovers and, you know, yeah. make a food budget. And it was, it was a lot of fun for me. What, one of the things I really uh, get a kick out, uh, kick out of is uh, seeing your images that you're sending over a slow scan TV. And so that's actually one, one mode I've not done at all. So one of these days, I'll have to have you over and you show me how slow scan TV works. Oh, so, yeah. I'll definitely come over and, and do that with you, Ryan. That'll be fun. Yeah, I yeah, send I a lot of Alfred E. Newman, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want, I, I want to join in on that because I've seen yeah. some of yours. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I um, figured out how to use paint and uh, do some images with paint. I'll take an mm-hmm. existing image and I'll paint on it. And then I'll put it into my gallery and add the template to it and create a sequence. And actually, I have um, a slow scan television uh, QSL card right right up here on the wall behind me. It's one of my favorite ones because it's kind of a weird one, you know, <laughs> that you get a it's like getting a CW one or a or not even, I mean, it's a slow scan television contact, uh, QSL card. Yeah. So just for some of the listeners who might not be ham radio centric or whatever, slow scan TV is sort of like texting images and SMS texting for, you know, the modern era. It's, um, it's very slow, but at the same time, it's very cool to see this stuff kind of stream across radio frequencies over millions—not uh, millions, but hundreds of thousands of miles or thousands of miles—from um, another contact halfway around the world. And you know, you never know what you're going to get. And there's a whole, as Tim can contest, there's a whole slew of you know images that could you know not be qualified as real human images, but they're you know <laughs> they're still interesting to receive on the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and. Uh... You know, the, the space station, uh, they transmit uh, slow-scan television images of the astronauts and uh, various space-related things. And uh, I was trying and trying and trying. And uh, I did receive some telemetry from the space station. 
but I wasn't able to uh, interpret it into the computer. So it, it just got lost as a partial uh, recording. But um, one of my um, first slow scan television uh, contacts was on two meters. And I did it with my uh, mobile two meter radio. I figured out how to hook the signal link to it. Wow. And uh, I hooked the decoder up and I was just scanning through the, um, on a Sunday, I was scanning through the repeaters and there was someone sending slow scan television images over the repeater in Pembroke. Hmm. Wow. So, <laughs> so I answered them and we made a contact. So, uh, you know, we sent images back and forth on the repeater and, uh, and two meters and, <laughs> And no. that was, that was, that got me hooked. So I had to hook it up when I got the HF privileges too. Now, when you did uh slow, more of the slow scans, what's the farthest one that you ever got? Or what's the most memorable one that you've ever received? Obviously the one you pointed out earlier, was that your most memorable one or you've, you've had others? I've had uh, several others and um, all of them have been um, pretty close by, but I did get one from a, a lighthouse on the air uh, station. Wow. I, I don't know if you've ever heard about that, but um, it's a thing where, you know, how some people are really into uh, lighthouses and going around and visiting all the lighthouses. Well, there's mm-hmm. a ham radio, uh, there's a ham radio thing that's called lighthouses on the air. And people go to the various lighthouses and make contacts. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get an image from one of the uh, lighthouses. And I believe it was in the, Dominican Republic. Wow. So it was pretty far away and uh, it was kind of neat. It was a picture of the lighthouse and I I got a couple of other ones, but they were kind of blurry, so I couldn't work Mm -hmm. them out. But uh, I remember the lighthouse from the Dominican Republic. That was, that was a good one. And uh, uh, Edmund Fitzgerald um, station. I made a con an FT eight contact with the Edmund Fitzgerald station if you know what that was, it was a ship that uh, sank, and I believe it was in Lake Erie. And oh, wow. a, a lot of the crew members died in, uh, back in the 70s, and they, they do a memorial for them. And I was able to contact them, and I got the QSL card for the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's kind of. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot sings yep. a good song. On oh that. yeah, Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> no, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, that's right. It's a classic. I, I get the yeah. QSL card for the Edmund Fitzgerald. So, I should put a Gordon Lightfoot on it. Hey Tim, have you um? Did you ever try to get any of the um slow scan images from the International Space Station? Yes, I did, and um, I was able to uh, get telemetry from them, but I wasn't able to decode what I got. So. I haven't been successful with it, but mm-hmm. after looking at uh, Eric's satellite setup, I think sometime we might be able to get a SSTV image if, if we can get him out there in the field one day with it. I'm hoping, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have to do, you know, aim for field day for that one and eventually in the future. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And yeah, love to partner up with you to do that. So Tim, as a, uh, when you were a technician, kind of talk to us a little bit about how the interaction with uh, the club played into your uh, ham radio experience. Oh, definitely. And uh, I, I'd say if if you get your technician license, um, definitely join a club. 
uh, with active people and uh, you'll learn so much from uh, making friends with everybody in the club. And uh, I started going to the club meetings while I was studying for my technician license. Oh, wow. So I didn't I, know that. Yeah. So I didn't have my uh, ham radio license when I went to the first club meeting and I sat next to uh, Bill and uh, KE1G. <laughs> and say, which Bill? We have like five Bills in our club. <laughs> Everybody who has a ham license is either named Bill or Steve <laughs> or Steve. Yeah. So. But yeah, I sat next to one of the bills and uh, he's had his license for a long time and he had some catalogs of old radios that he had brought with him. And there was Oreos there at the meeting <laughs> and there was a, a there's a pandemic going on. So there wasn't a real lot of people there, but we had Zoom so everybody could Zoom in and uh you know, I really enjoyed listening to everybody talk about the hobby and, you know, every single person in the club was, was, uh, encouraging about getting, getting my license and going for the test. And, uh, none of them said, don't do it or whatever, or discouraged me from trying, you know, they're all very, uh, encouraging and supportive of that. So, you know, if you can find a good group of guys to, join a club, you know, we can push each other along, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Todd's uh, a perfect example of that one. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I agree with you, Tim, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not an engineer or I, I knew when I studied for my technician that the green wire was ground and that was basically it. So even studying for the technician test for me was like, I didn't know what the beginning, like, what am I trying to learn here? Um, but yeah, the club has been great. The members of the club have been great. Um, so much support, you know, and I agree with you hundred percent. If you're interested in ham radio, find yourself a club, um, go to a meeting, meet the guys. And if, if you feel like you can connect with them, uh, join up and, and it'll be well worth it. I mean, I, I feel like I've been with this club forever and it, it hasn't really been that long. Our club, I mean, I think I've only been a ham for a couple of years, but it seems like I've, I've been doing uh, I've been doing this a lot longer than uh, than I have, so uh, it's pretty good. So I agree with you 100. percent Get your technician license even before. Go to the club meetings. Uh, get to meet the guys, and uh, you'll be surprised what you'll learn. Very cool. So you know, so you've obviously touched on like just two areas right now with slow scan TV and CW. But so when you finally got your ticket, you know that day had come. You know, where, you know, what was your first kind of um, foray into, you know, ham radio? Did you, you know, you start doing repeaters? Did you start kind of just getting on the air? You know, what, what was kind of your thought process around that? Maybe you can kind of share that with a new technician to, you know, kind of encourage them to, you know, decide, you know, hey, that that's not so scary to, you know, to deal with Mike Fright or whatever, you know, you know kind of explain that a little bit and maybe that can, you know, spark something. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's a good uh, question. And uh, yeah, my when I first got my technician license, I was very happy. I was very happy I got got my license, and I wanted to do as much as I possibly could with it, and uh, see what I could. I wanted to push myself as far as I could, and and see what I could do. And uh, my my uncle used to say the great thing about uh, being a ham radio operator is um, everything you need to be a ham radio operator, you can build yourself. So yeah. you don't need uh, 
you don't need thousands of dollars worth of equipment to be a ham radio operator. You can, if you can use your ingenuity and what you have, then uh, you can do a lot with, with very little. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I started out with uh, very little. I had a, uh, my little Baofeng HT and I learned how to uh, program it. And I had a pie pan with a magnetic mount on it. And I was trying <laughs> to put it in the right window in the house so I could talk to repeaters. And uh, I was able to hook up with the club repeater finally. Very cool. And I uh, joined the net. And um, and then Tom from the club. And uh, I think, uh, Eric, you were involved too. We got got the club radio for me, the Kenwood uh, radio and said, here, play with this. And, uh, again, someone from the club left the radio here for me to <laughs> play with. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this? Well, I oh, had, uh, I had an Antron, uh, antenna already on the roof of the house that I built a pretty good ground, uh, system for, uh, years ago, 25 years ago. And it tuned up perfectly on 10 meters. And as a technician, you're allowed uh, to be on 10 meters. So I was happy about that. And uh, But 10 meters wasn't so open. But I did uh, the FT8 off oh, and yes. competing with, uh, with other guys in the club. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I was just on 10 meters. But everybody was happy to make a 10-meter contact. So... I would uh, essentially get all the guys in the club who were close by, <laughs> and then I would struggle to get more. But you, know, <laughs> you were you were on the list, right? You were on the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah I made the list, and <laughs> every week, every week we had that. And so, and then, just before we kind of dive into, the, if you're interested in the FT8 off, we kind of did something as a club, and it's very repeatable in terms of you know other clubs to do this. But we just did a simple FT8 you know game that we all played you know by call sign, and you know Tim was uh, uh, instrumental in 10 meters and making that 10 meter contact for a lot of us. You know when the bands were just really really tough, and so you know I applaud him for you know getting out there and making the contact on that small little you know chunk of frequency. But you know th- that's exactly what you know being a technician is about, right? Yeah, it was. I was excited that I was able to actually participate with all the, you know, people who had higher licenses and, you know, and also the Kenwood um, also got me inspired to do uh, CW because as a technician, you have CW privileges all over the bands, all over. You can do uh, 40 meters, 15 meters, 10 meters, 20 meters. You can, as a technician, you're allowed to do Morse code everywhere. So the restriction is not there for, because since they eliminated the CW portion of the uh, ham radio test, uh, they, they opened it up for technicians. And that's when I really started trying to copy it because it just gave me one extra thing I could do. And uh, the, the Kenwood, uh, Radio was instrumental in uh, all of that. And uh, we have a 10-meter uh, net. And uh, Dan, W1PO, sent out a group email one day. He said, I'm going on vacation. I need someone to do the net. <laughs> and I went, oh, I'll do it. You know, and I, I, I never remember did, that. Mm-hmm. I never did a net before or anything like that. So 
I said, okay, well, I'll do it. And uh, Dan said, are you sure you want to do that? And, and I said, uh, yeah, sure. I'm terrified, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do it anyway. You know? <laughs> so uh, I ran the 10 meter net as the net controller. And, um, you know, uh, Dan taught me how to look up uh, the sunspot activity. And uh, he talked to me about um, the organization of the net a little bit of how you could do it. And um, uh, I talked to uh, Bill and uh, Tom and the club and uh, Eric too. And I said, uh, Hey, I'll, if I can't hear someone, you know, just relay it to me and, and we'll keep the, keep it moving along. And uh, successfully made it through that one. And that was a big, whew, I can't believe I did. I just did that <laughs> moment in a, you know, and uh, Dan was so thankful to have a uh, one night off of the month or whatever. He, he said, yeah. Tim, I'm so happy you did it. And uh, he asked me to do it again right after I got my general license. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned an important lesson when I got my general license about, uh, antennas if if one is working well don't tear it down <laughs> put, it, put up a new one somewhere else so i wasn't able to do the do it but i eventually got back onto 10 but uh, when i replaced the antron i wiped out my 10 meter uh fun for a little bit well, Tim, you know, you talk about, you know, as a technician, one of the things you can do is run nets. And, and you started running our, our nightly net. Um, when, when you do it on Fridays, right? But I, I'll have to say that Tim is, I, I run the net for mo most of the time. Sunday is my assigned day. And uh, there's a lot of Sundays I'm unable to do it. And Tim's my go-to guy. And I don't know how many times you've probably covered it for me. Like, I must owe you at least 20 nets. <laughs> but, uh, I do but, it for free, Todd. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> you don't uh, owe me anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I found that running nets, um, that was one of the things I did um, in the beginning as a technician, too. And I found that's a really great thing technicians uh, can do because running a net is, once you start doing it, it's not so tough. It's, it's like you can get into the routine, get your own rhythm going. Um, but it's also good practice to get on the radio and it, it gets you to be more comfortable. And, uh, you know, it's, I know John, uh, who runs our, who was running our net. What was he doing at like Very seven cool. days a week, yeah. but pretty much. And he just yeah. needed a break. And he had asked me, I had asked him, I said, Hey, you know, if you ever need a break, he goes, Oh, anytime you want to do it. So <laughs> I picked up Sundays and then I think Tim, you picked up Fridays and I think, uh, Bill or Tom pick up Saturdays. And I know that, uh, it's it's worked out, and I, I mean, for years now. I mean, how many years has it been? We've had net every day, two year, yeah. three years now, almost. I think except, except during club meetings, which are which is on fr you know one Friday a month, uh, pretty much for a couple of years. So it's pretty good. Yeah. If you can volunteer for the net when you get your technician license, do it because I did, and uh, John said yes because he really wanted Friday off, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. You know, he said yes, and I, I think he was a little worried because, you know, I was inexperienced, but I had been listening, and uh, I was taking notes. You know, I had my pencil, and I wrote down kind of what John did and who would check in, and, you know, I just kept notes And when everybody was doing the net, and I wrote up my own little 
scenario for the net uh, with a, a attendance list and all that. And then I found out Tom, uh, John had an attendance list, but the first couple nets there, I just winged it and I didn't do it uh, alphabetically. And um, it still worked out. You know, I just, I remembered everybody who checked in because I wrote their name down <laughs> and I made my own list and uh, did a little introduction and all that. And, you know, I look forward to uh, the net on Friday night and it's kind of fun. And I feel like it's a kind of a privilege to be a part of it, you know, well, because uh, you get to do it and all the guys in the club get to talk with you and, I can say from being on the visitor side or the check-in side, you run a phenomenal net. Both you and Todd are phenomenal in just terms of just, you know, making it, you know, welcoming. But, you know, your voice and just your script and your format, you know, just make, you know, the process just so easy for someone who is just new to be able to just come be part of it and you welcome them in. So, I you know, I applaud you on, on taking the, the, the reins on that and, you know, trying to learn and, and, you know, I mean, you are a testament to a lot of like, you know, just in general hams that may not feel like they can, you know, participate in those things because they just don't have all of the, you know, nuts and bolts or whatever. But, you know, I, I think you're kind of you know, speaking the message that, you know, just dive in, try it, you know, don't give up and, you know, you will fumble and you're going to make mistakes. But, you know, over a period of time, I think you'll be, you know, that much more and more comfortable with the process and, and, and enjoy it. Yeah, I, I can't agree more with that. And, you know, uh, you never know unless you try it. And, you know, even if you fail, um, failure is part of success. Right. And, yeah, you, know, it, you know, you make mistakes, you learn from them and you, you keep moving on. But, you know, Tim, one of the other things, too, that I, I, I've always been fascinated by you is is just you're willing to to just go and try something. Like when we were – when I was up on Pac-Man Adnock activating a park and you brought your friend Ryan and your wife and we all go up. You're up there and you met me up there and you hung out. And, you know, it was just – I mean, that was like – I think that was one of your first times kind of being out in the field, seeing the thing. And it, it was – I mean, it was a little cold. But uh, but we had a good time up there, and I, I think that you know you're someone that jump in on anything. Like if someone's doing something and you've got the time, Tim will probably be there. Yeah, I'll come and try. And, yeah, uh, you get to see my notebook. Oh, and uh, my pencil. You know. Yeah, we're we're, we're not going to talk about Tim's logging technique. Um, yeah, it, it, it's nothing to be proud of. I'm sorry, Tim. That's probably if, if I had to give you a weakness, uh, you, your, your, your logging technique is probably the, the where I'd go. Right, Todd will Todd will phrase it like this: "There's room for improvement." In, in the future, though, they're going to find all my notes. Yeah. And they'll know how to do it. No, but like, is he writing a prescription for like some yeah. medication, or is he trying to write like, contacts? It's, but it's not. But Tim, it's not even in an order. It's just right. all over the place. And I'm like, right, right. Well, that's kind of the way I am. I just I'm all over the place. Dude, but but, we but I can follow myself, and that's what counts. I, right? Well, that's what I was going to say. When I was when we were up at Pacman Adnock, I missed. Um, I was trying to figure. I, I asked you something. I said, "Hey, what was that guy? You know, what was?" 
that guy's call sign or, or what was the signal? And you looked at this paper and I looked at the paper and it just was like scribble. And he's like, oh, he was, and you knew exactly where it was. So to your madness, it works for you. I'm, just, yeah. I'm not slow. I'm deliberate. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a t-shirt right there, folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, it. and I, I'm very thankful for you guys and, the club and just all being there and, you know, being such a great group of guys. And I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun, you know, over time. And as things go on, you know, we're going to do some really amazing things. And, you know, I feel like we've all just scratched the surface of, of all of this. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, kind of just in general, one of the things that kind of comes up with a lot of new hams and, in, in, you know, in every scenario, there's always the, the good experience like you've been sharing with us and our, our audience in general. But there's always the opportunity that, you know, the bad hams or what we'll call sad hams that we've seen across the Internet and YouTubes and stuff like that. Um, what would be your message that you want to, you know, share with those folks to be able to ignore the noise, you know, from those like naysayers or those people that say, you know, Hey, I can't do, you know, you shouldn't do this because you're not, you know, a general or, you know, you shouldn't do this because of a, B or C, you know, what, what advice would you offer to those guys, you know, those gals, you know, in, in general, while they're you know still technicians? Oh yeah. Don't, don't be discouraged by anybody. Don't let anybody, you know, discourage you. And I never let anybody uh, talk me down. And uh, I just, I, I try to find things that I'm passionate about. And I, I try to do those things. And, you know, try to find the things that you really like to do. Because this is supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. And if this isn't fun, there's no reason to do you know, right. we're supposed to be having fun doing this. This is a hobby. So most important thing is have fun and find someone, something you're passionate about that you really enjoy or you want to learn more about or do or something that excites you about the hobby and just stick to that. And you'll find like-minded people in this hobby who, who want to do these things or have done these things. And we'll be able to help you out along the way. There's a lot of um, experience in some of the grumpiness, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes the grumpy, grumpy guys have some really good, good things to say too. So just because they were grumpy about one thing, you know, don't rule them out for everything because there are a lot of things that even someone who will naysay on you will have to say that are, that are important and that you can learn from you know the the voice of experience isn't always a, a kind one right but um but if you can work through that then i i think you'll be okay very cool cool all right well so you know i think we covered a lot and you know tim i appreciate you know you being part of this whole process and just sharing your experience and and whatnot is there any mode or anything, you know, up, before you got your general and, and, you know, you can even elaborate in the general side of things. W what is your favorite mode so far in all of that experience that you've kind of embraced in and, and followed through? You know, is there one thing that sticks out for you or is there one mode that, you know, you just you keep going back to? 
Well, I I enjoy doing a lot of things in the hobby, so I I love talking on the repeater, and you guys all know you all talk to me on the repeater. Oh, I love it. And I love doing that, and um, I like uh, doing FT8 and FT4 and slow scan television. But I'd say that the one thing that I really enjoy doing that I keep going back to, and every day I practice is uh, CW. And I really like um, pushing myself because it's been a real mental challenge for me at my age because it's I'm learning a new language. And uh, I've really had to push myself and I keep improving. You know, I'm better than I was last year. And this is it takes some people can pick it up very quickly, but other people have to really, really work at it and. Uh, that's kind of the person I am, but I think eventually one day it's just going to click mm-hmm. for me, and I'm going to be able to do it, do it really, really well. Uh, at like forty words per minute or twenty words per minute? <laughs> yeah, for me, really well would be if I could do fifteen words a minute, uh, send and receive. And I don't think you need to go higher than. <laughs> I mean, you can. There are people out there who are superhuman with it, and they can just like they're talking to you or whatever. But, you know, if you can find a buddy uh, who's about at the same level or above a little bit above you, or is willing to dumb their CW down a little bit to, to practice with you, you know, then that's, that's a good way to do it. Very cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I will be there with you in 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 uh, you know manly embrace when you finally lock in the fifteen words per minute and we're able to you know communicate without having to worry about you know doing any encoders or anything like that and and, yeah. and yeah. well but uh, although I, you know there was one moment and I think you probably want to share on this it was your very first CW contact when you were at Nearfest and I you know you want to kind of elaborate on that real quick. Oh yeah, what, and you were there. You, that was. was an exciting was. moment. That was. That Todd was. I, um, too. I can't share all the glory, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I actually made two contacts at uh, Nearfest with Morse code, and uh, it was in less than ideal conditions. Yeah. You know, I set up the um, the buddy pole outside of this giant metal building. You know, which a big metal building is our not our friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not in any way, shape or form, but I was able to tune up on uh, 20 meters with it with a little QRP radio and a straight key. It was a little uh, USDX uh, mm-hmm. knockoff. So it wasn't even the true U- USDX. It was it was an imitation USDX with a, a uh, automatic tuner, 40 watt tuner. And I got it hooked up and. I just started uh, tapping out, you know, uh, CQ, CQ, KC1, QDK, KC1, CQ, Nearfest, Deerfield. And next thing you know, uh, someone came back to me. Very cool. (laughs) And uh, they were going slow enough because I was smart enough not to send faster than I could receive it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were sending it at the same speed that I sent it. And I was able, after a couple of times to get their information down and uh, send a 73 and uh, RST and very cool did the whole report. And then 
later on that day, you know, I saw you guys after that. And then later on that day, Barry and Mary from the club uh, showed up and uh, Barry saw what I was doing. And he said, oh, I have that in the car. And, and I said, you have what? He worked you he said, mobile. Yeah, yeah, I do it in the car. And I'm like, well, get out in the parking lot and see if you can. <laughs> no. These weren't like like long distance contacts, but in essence, they still have the the nature of like spending the time to learn the hobby, learn that mode in the hobby, and make that contact. It's so you know, and Tim is just his voice in in terms of sharing that you know story. It's just like you're like, man, I can latch onto that. Like I tomorrow, I want to go whip out my you know iambic here and start learning Morse code now. Do it. <laughs> realistically, I'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> just you know. do one one letter at a time, um, you know, and uh, just pick a letter and tap it all day on, in your head, and yep. eventually yeah, I, you'll tap all of them. And oh, that's that's how I did it with the flashcards. I'd bring a flashcard with me mm-hmm. and put it out of my pocket. And be like, okay, letter A, did da, yep. and I I was trying to do it, um, you know, did da on the on the table, uh, thumb, index finger. Thumb for dit, index finger for da, and uh, you don't even need a key to pra- right. practice. I I call my boss names when I get mad at him. I just tap it out on the desk. He doesn't know what I said, you know. Very I'll cool. tell him later, you know. I'll say, all right, well, I called you a jerk earlier, but you didn't know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's like that's my ultimate dream is to go to like Ham Hamvention and go over to the Mingali booth and just type out like all bad like words. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Cool. You can pr- just like be, you were the kid at the library who looked up all the bad words <laughs> in the dictionary. Exactly you know? right. <laughs> Showed your friends. Look what this means. <laughs> so so just kind of wrap things up a little bit. Uh, you know, pretty bow. What, you know, is there any one bit of advice that you'd want to be able to kind of, you know, bring on to our audience or those that are new technicians that you'd want to share in general, um, you know, and kind of pass on to them to, to, you know, either as encouragement or just in general to, you know, to, to kind of keep them, you know, staying in the hobby and moving forward? I, I do. And I'm, I'm glad you asked that. And I don't think it's said, I've said it enough, or or I don't think it's said enough, but um, the main thing is to have fun. This should be fun. And if mm-hmm. it's not fun, why why do we do this? We, yeah. like, we, like, we like to torture ourselves mentally, but, you know, um, that could be fun, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on what you're doing. But I say, you know, find something that you enjoy doing. And uh, try to find a, a group of um, of people that are supportive, and uh, uh, join a club, and uh, just keep keep at it. And you know, you might say, "Oh, learn CW. It's going to take so long." And this and that. It does take a long time, and it just takes practice. And if you practice, uh, you'll get better and better and better. Even if it's only fifteen minutes every day. Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna get better and better. It could take weeks, months, years. You know, it, it's a marathon. It's not a it's not a, a quick race. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I did as a technician, I volunteered for the Boston Marathon. Yeah. And uh, by doing that, 
I was part of the communication team. I learned a lot about uh, protocol and being part of a communication team and about how they organize it because those guys, they have it down to a science. And this is a really big event. Mm -hmm. And I I was very proud to be part of that. And uh, if that's something you like to do, being part of an event or an organization or if you want to participate in some way in, in a track and field or uh, sports, there's always a need for amateur radio operators uh, at those things. And uh, it can be very rewarding. It was, it was very rewarding for me. And I, I really enjoyed doing it and training for it. And, you know, I, I'm a big boy, so I don't run, but, you know, I always told everybody I'm training for the Boston Marathon. You know, but I wasn't going to run it. I was training to talk on my walkie-talkie. And uh, all you guys helped me. Uh, I'd go up to the park and go climb the hill out there. And, you know, uh, everything that could have went wrong uh, did up at the park. So when the actual marathon came, I had no uh, technical problems. It, It just went off without a hitch. Awesome. Cool. Well, any of you guys got any, you know, uh, things you want to kind of add to the process or, you know, uh, any parting words? No, I just think this has been a great discussion. Really appreciate you stopping by, Tim, and uh, look forward to many more years of uh, fun times in the hobby. I second that, Tim. Uh, it's always great uh, talking to you. And uh, Tim and I do a lot of talking on my commute home until his schedule changed. Then he was like, MIA for a while, but uh, we talk on a repeater and it makes my uh, commute home go a lot faster. So, uh, Tim, thanks for coming on. Uh, much appreciated. And we hope to have you back someday soon. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more and more things to talk about. And uh, you'll be back on this uh, podcast before you know it. Very sure. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, if your, your CW process on TikTok keeps uh, increasing in terms of the total hits, uh, you know, we'll definitely have to kind of, you come back on and figure out what the, 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 the latest letter is in terms of, uh, you know, most, uh, you know, hits. So, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, from my, my own side of things, dude, uh, you know, I am a very, you know, honored and privileged to have you as, you know, a great friend in this process and just, you know, being part of, you know, the club as a whole, but just, you know, being the great example of what it means to, you know, be a ham operator and, you know, sharing the hobby and bringing your friends and family and everybody around you into the hobby to, you know, let them know how amazing and how great this hobby is. Um, you've been a perfect example of that. And, you know, I, I can't say more positive things about the fact that, you know, every time I'm around you, you know, you exude some like awesome, you know, awesome presence, both in the ham radio world, but just as a great friend. So, you know, I, I thank you for that. And, you know, I thank you for coming on as uh, all the other guys have said in terms of this podcast. So, you know, with that, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep on trucking and keep on uh, doing that CW stuff because in essence, um, you're, you are making an impact, uh, you know, in the world, uh, with, you know, Morse code and, and just the ham radio hobby as a whole. So, <sighs> Okay, cool. All right. Well, you know, thank you again, Tim, for coming on board, um, you know, and being part of the, you know, our, our podcast here. I mean, a small little world here. We are uh, very much uh, blessed to have you guys on and have you on, Tim, as well. 
and thank you for sharing your story uh, with uh, you know our audience and and everything. And then hopefully that's encouraged other people to just uh, you know continue to pursue the hobby. And if you haven't gotten your license um, and you're interested in doing that, you know you can always reach out to us. You can always reach out to Tim directly. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to be able to you know share that journey and encourage you and continue to you know keep pursuing uh, getting your license and and moving forward in the hobby. Um, but you know, in general, um, is there any way, uh, you know, obviously the, the best way, um, you know, uh, to be part of our podcast is, uh, again, uh, support us, um, you know, as always subscribe. Um, and if you get a chance to either, uh, you know, financially support us or provide a review, we always appreciate that review. Um, and as always, um, you know, you can go over and su- show some love to Tim. Um, and Tim, how can they reach out to you? Oh, um, I have uh, a website, which is uh, kc1qdk.com, and that has links to my social uh, media. And um, if you want to write me an email, my email is kc1qdk at gmail.com. And uh, my TikTok is at kc1qdk. Very cool. All right. Well, and as always, you can reach us at uh, livefreeandham.com. Um, follow us as well on Instagram at Live Free and Ham Podcast. Um, and how uh, can they reach out to you, uh, Ryan? Yeah, Ryan at W1SNH.com. All right. And how about you, Todd? Uh, just go to my website, W1STJ.com. All right. Very cool. And as always, you can reach me at N1JUR.com or N1JUR.NH at gmail.com. As always, thank you again for being a loyal listener. And we appreciate uh, your subscription. And uh, thanks again for listening. And 7-3. 7-3. 7-3. 7-3, everybody.